Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic from Tulsa, Oklahoma. So today is Thursday, June 11th, 2020. Today we are in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're on page 161, third paragraph there at the bottom of the page. Uh, under only slightly conditions, and we'll be reading and commenting on just that one paragraph today. So our readers for the 12 steps today, Anne-Marie M., 12 Traditions, Samantha H., readers of the text, Martha Z., Reva P., and Leon B., and our newcomer greeter this morning, Vanita L., and our second-hour host, Jody E. So our reference numbers for um, Wednesday, yesterday, June 2nd, 10th, good God, 10th is 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 14786, 14786. And then the 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 14787, 14787. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Anne-Marie M. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Anne-Marie. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for your service. This is Anne-Marie M. in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry the message this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I'll pass. Thank you, Anne-Marie. And now Samantha H. H will read our 12 traditions. Good morning, Samantha. Good morning. 
Good morning, everyone. My name is Samantha H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, bulimic, and restrictor from New Jersey. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Well, thanks for your service, Samantha. All right, so here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we'll stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, and I'll say time when it's up. So singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book have meant to us. So to share, you'll press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then you'll press star one to mute your phone. Cracking myself up. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 161, third paragraph there at the bottom of the page, under only slight conditions. And Martha Z is going to read that paragraph and get us started. Hey, Martha. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for your loving service. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Under only slightly different conditions, the same thing is taking place in many eastern cities. In one of these, there's a well-known hospital for the treatment of alcoholic and drug addiction. Six years ago, one of our number there was a patient there. Many of us have felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. 
were greatly indebted to the doctor in attendance there, for he, although it might prejudice his own work, has told us of his belief in ours. Good morning, my friends in recovery. So um, it says under only slightly different conditions. So what what are they saying there? And I was thinking that, so now we're talking about, there they were saying something about um, the eastern cities. And so before, you know, they considered Akron and Cleveland the west, but now they're talking about eastern cities. So then they're going to be talking about New York. And that, then it says, there's a well-known hospital for the treatment of alcoholic and drug addiction. So they're talking about Towns Hospital in New York. And six years ago, one of our number was a patient there. So we're talking about Bill W. So then, you know, it talks about how we're greatly indebted to the doctor and attendance there. For although it might prejudice his own work, he told us of his belief in ours. And they're talking about Dr. William Silkworth. And in that time, it wasn't accepted that alcoholism was a disease or that um, there was an allergy to the body. So it was actually, so the big book was first published in 1939. So it was 10 years, oh, so Bill asked Dr. Silkworth if he would write a letter, you know, which was which is that first letter in the doctor's opinion. And Dr. Silkworth said he, that he wouldn't sign it because I think he was afraid of, you know, uh, because it wasn't accepted at the time, that thought. And so it was 10 years later in 1949 in the 11th printing that he signed it. And then it says the same thing is taking place. So that, so I look back and we're talking about practical approach to problems and absence of intolerance, uncanny understanding, um, miracles and vision, the great reality. So I was thinking about when I first talked to newcomers about the disease, I say to I kind of say to them, well, you know, like I've got this, I've got this problem, like with certain foods, and I usually say sugar and flour because that's my specific thing. And I'll say, like, I'm kind of like an alcoholic. I can't just eat a little bit of them. Like, there's no such thing. It's like, I don't eat two cookies. I eat two boxes of cookies and then some. And then I, I say, well, that wouldn't be a problem if I could just remember that that's what always happens. But then I've got this mind that's 24/7 telling me that. You know, you might have binged your brains out last night, but today you'll just be able to have a little. And it, it just never stops. So person's nodding their head, kind of like um, uh, Dr. Bob and Bill Dotson when they were saying, yes, that's me. You know, like, so there's the uncanny understanding. But then I say, you know what, I no longer do that now. And I, you know, I kind of start to talk a little bit about the practical program of action. And I'll say, you know, I work the 12 steps and, and, um, and then I'll say something like, food is, is no longer the solution. Like, I, I kind of talk about I had a 10-year period where four of the people in my family had cancer and, and two of them died. And I'll say that food wasn't the solution, you know, and that food's no longer a problem. And it's no Time, please. Okay. So I'll just say and I, that that's such, you know, so miraculous and that um, – this, the 12, these 12 steps help us have a relationship with the power greater than ourselves that solves all my problems. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Well, thanks for getting us started, Martha. Okay. So, however, while we do value your experience, um, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day. So if you share Tuesday or Wednesday, we're asking that you step back and let us hear some new voices. So who would like to share on the paragraph that was just read this morning? Rick J. Maria F. 
Rick J. Linda. Linda D. Maria S. Linda D. Elizabeth D. Karen K. Elizabeth. Karen. Okay, here's who I have. Rick J. Maria S. Linda D. I think it was Mark L. Elizabeth D. Karen K. Did I miss anybody? Well, that's the perfect lineup for us in this morning. Let's uh, make sure you're muted. Press star one so we can get started. And we will go with Rick J. Good morning, Rick. Rick J. Star one. Not Good morning, you, everybody. Sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> um, no worries. Gotcha. I will mute it myself. Uh, yeah, good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Rick Jay. I am a compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. I recovered, but not cured. And I uh, was really struck by that uh, sentence. Uh, many of us have felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. You know, and for me, it was, you know, the rooms and the people I met there and that, um, you know, that electric um connection that you know it it talks about that that sense of something that i had never experienced before ever uh growing up in a very uh strict religious background and you know all the church services that i had attended and the revivals and uh and i think maybe the revivals i don't know if that's just a sort of a southern thing or not but um man i i always felt a lot of fear and a lot of guilt at, at these places and for the first time i felt like somebody truly understood me and i just connected with people in a way i'd never connected with before and i realized that through these connections you know the people around me you know i was feeling this power and and something that i just you know had never experienced it was so new to me and it was so overwhelming that, um, you know, I just wanted more of it. And there was one person in particular at one meeting that, uh, you know, would come uh, after the meeting was over and, you know, she would stand right in front of me and just tell my story, you know, like she would know me better than I knew myself. And I could not believe that someone could actually understand everything that was going on with me and my disease and I thought that I would have said something or shared something in the meeting, you know, in a way that, uh, you know, told people I had this and I got this. And no, I I realized that the truth of what was going on inside of me and my and my disease, my addiction, was was very apparent to to this person and other people in the room. And I knew that this power greater than myself was, was working through these people in a way that was, you know, it was kind of scary, but it was truly wonderful. And, uh, I'll just never forget feeling the presence of God for the first time in, in the walls of the meetings. And I just wanted to share that. Um, and everybody have a good day. I pass. Thank you so much, Rick J. All right. Maria S followed by Linda D. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Kelly. My name is Maria Efferson Frank, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Ireland. Um, yeah, and that line too really jumped out at me. Many of us have felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. And I think the presence and power of God were definitely within the walls of the town's hospital and within the voice of Dr. Silkworth. And just when I'm reflecting on this paragraph, 
um, it just came to my mind, you know, just the word popped into my head of coincidence, you know, and um, I don't believe it was a coincidence that Dr. Silkworth ended up working at that hospital because he ended up there by default. He's a neurologist. He ends up working with alcoholics. Um, and nor was it a coincidence that um, Bill Wilson was a patient there. And I would have thought, you know, on my journey that there were a lot of things that were coincidence, you know, but they weren't on reflection. They, they weren't. They were definitely part of the power of God. Um, and when I came into the rooms, you know, it wasn't a coincidence because I'd come in three times that um, the person that I worked the big book with was there that night. Um, that was absolutely no coincidence. They were meant to be there. They were meant to speak to me. I was meant to work with them. Um, and then, you know, uh, and another coincidence where I would have thought, you know, how did I end up in Boston in 2016, you know, where I, I first came across vision. Um, and, and on that day, there were loads of workshops. And why am I standing outside one door that has a vision for you outside? Um, why did that happen? Um, and yeah, I, I've been in that room and, you know, um, I loved the big book, but, you know, it was in that room that it was just the plant, the seed was planted for me that I just became, you, you took it apart for me. You know, you showed me how to work it properly. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, those things just aren't coincidence, you know. Um, and, you know, I live in Ireland. It's small. It's small. And when I came into OA, it was very small. There were five or six members in the room, two, two meetings a week. And, you know, just to see how it has grown, how it has grown so much, how, uh, how the recovery is so strong here. And I know that the length and breadth of the country this morning, there are so many people on this line, you know, you're dialing in for the message, dialing in to hear the hope that we hear on the vision line. Um, and that's by the presence and power of God, you know, that is definitely by, by, by the hand of God. Um, and I just loved where he just believed in the message. He just believed in, in uh, yeah, in supporting that message. And, and it says it here, you know, it says it on page XXVII, where it says, the instructions of these men, as we've come to know them, the entire absence of prophet motive and their community spirit is indeed inspiring to one who has laboured long and wearily in this alcoholic field. They believe in themselves and still more in the power which pulls chronic alcoholics back from the gates of death. And that's what that's what he saw. He saw that that's what they carried. They carried the message of hope. Um, yeah, and just uh, yeah, seeing how I can carry that message today. Because even today, I was thinking I haven't shared for a couple of weeks. Just press star one. And just just carry the message. So thanks for time, please, Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks so much, Maria. All right, let's see. So next we have Linda D. Followed by Mark L. Good morning, Linda. Hi, Kelly. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. in Meriden, Connecticut. Well, well. Something that jumps out at me is this idea of being greatly indebted to the doctor. And that sounds like something that happened a very long time ago to somebody else, but it happened to me too. Um, I'll try to tie this together. When I was a little kid growing up in the 50s, I can, I'm probably was about 10 years old, and I can remember it was um, the big book must have been around and, and things must have been happening, but I was a little kid and I was a food addict, and I didn't know that. And I can remember sitting in the car, riding along in the car, and somebody in the car saying that, um, whether it was on the radio or the television, um, that alcoholism was a disease. And I thought, and I was a little kid, and I thought, that's wonderful that it's a disease and people aren't creepy and, and they're going to get help. What a sweet kid. 
I wish I had known that I was sick, but I found out. And I found out in, what was it, 1982. So I I realize now, um, the lady before me was talking about coincidences. My whole life has been strung together by God, just like beads on a, on a, on a rosary or a chain. One incident after another that placed me in the right place because I do feel the presence and power of God, not only out there in the universe, but within me. And it's it's so awesome is the only word I can think of when when I'm being saved from myself, from my brain chemistry that's off, from my thinking that's distorted, and then I'm meeting all of you. I never had so many friends in my life. 6,700 people are on this, you know, this group, in this group. People all over the world. It's just, it's thrilling. I am so grateful not to be self-destructive and destructive to other people. It's just a wonderful experience. And it's damn hard work. So I, I have to pay attention because it's exacting. I have to stay aligned with love, not fear. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Linda D. All right. So let's see. Next up, Mark L. And then followed by Elizabeth D. Good morning, Mark. My name is Mark L. Uh, from Harvard, Connecticut. And, and, I, and I'm a composer over here. Wow. Me too. Um, I I got great uh, joy for my my doctor um, up in Farmington, John Stinty Hospital. Man, some people took care of me when I went inside there, and 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 I always every year when I when my anniversary come up in in um in March, I call my doctor up and said to them, thank you for helping me. Uh, achieve a wonderful accident in my life today. And then when the two people, my two sponsors, Shirley and Buzz, when they need to come up to the hospital to talk to us from over here to Nomis, man, them two, uh, my my hat go off to them too because they, they want to tell me I need to come inside over here to Nomis. And, and 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 they and the group will help me um, too. And I came in, I came in, and and they definitely did that. And and I love the fellowship. Been in been in the fellowship over uh, thirty six years, and I'm I'm happy toward y'all from helping me to see absolutely in my life. I love you today. Thank you very much. I pass. Well, thank you, Mark L. Next up, Elizabeth T. followed by Karen K. Hey, Elizabeth. Good morning. My name is Elizabeth D. Um, I have been recovered in the Boston area for um, three and a half years, and I'm grateful to be on the line. I'm grateful for everyone's service this morning. Um, where it says here, um, we are indebted to the doctor in attendance there, for he, although he might uh, prejudice 
his own work has told us of his belief in ours. Um, something in here that just um, rings up, uh, in my mind about anonymity and anonymity in the in this recovery program. Um, I have um, through the steps, through entire abstinence and working the steps, have felt the presence and power of God in my life in a whole new way. Um, I, from the beginning of my life, I've been a religious person. I have been attracted to religious practices, and I have been associated with uh, church, um, and um, and have always been. Um, but you know, there was a certain point in the progression of my compulsive eating that um, that I was relapsing over and over and over and was asking myself, well, I'm a religious person. I don't understand why I'm not getting this. Um, and sort of had this feeling that God maybe was letting me down. Um, but in my, um, when I finally got desperate enough and took the hand of, of a recovered fellow and was guided through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, step two um, came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, finally dawned on me. Um, I had to accept, I had to look very carefully at how, despite my religious understandings, I was prejudicing and limiting that power of God. I was basically saying, well, yes, you have all power, God, except you don't have the power to help me with this food and body weight image. Um, but I finally surrendered that through and um, did step two and have begun to understand and began to understand that the presence and power of God in a whole new way. And God did restore me to sanity. And um, what I have found is that my religious practice and my 12-step practice now complement each other in a wonderful way. And what I want to say before, as I end is that just this past Sunday, I was on a Zoom call with my church. The rector was there and many others. And one man on the call um, broke his own anonymity and said he was in a 12-step program. And I realized this is my opportunity, finally, after all these years, to come out and be public in my, uh, in my own group and to have the courage that Dr. Silkworth had uh, to break time, please. Thank you. And what a joy it was to be able to say that I am proudly in a 12 step program and recovered. Um, and I'm so grateful that those two parts of yourself have now come together. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth D. And next up, we'll have Karen Kay, and we'll be opening up for more shares. So get ready. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, good morning, everybody. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a compulsive eater. My name is Karen. Uh, this is a God program and a we program, and I cannot do this alone. And it shows in that, just those few sentences, how they were able to help so many recovering people and wanting this. And, you know, and, and, um, and Dr. Bob and Bill W., and also I just need to say to uh, claim that my uh, credits don't transfer I need to start saying that my credits don't transfer uh, from one fellowship in uh, to OA. Um, however, they knew at one time in this prospect during the sentences 
that if the uh, prospect was not ready to move on to the next one because um, there's many people out there that want it and there's many people that need it and I know when I came back into my first OA meeting um, I had the gift of desperation than any other program in my whole life and I'm grateful to OA and my uh, other sponsor in the other 12 step program is like scratching your head well I told you that well I told you that well God's telling me and he's working through all of you God bless you all and you have a wonderful day well thank you Karen Kay so if you're just joining us or don't remember we are in the big book of AA uh, we are on page 161 one that third last paragraph under only slightly conditions so uh, I'm going to take more names, but however, since we, uh, well, we do value your experience, we are asking that you limit your shares to every third day. So if you shared Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, um, if you can just step back so we can hear some no new voices, that'd be appreciated. Who'd like to share? Mary L. I didn't get any of that. Mary L. Mary L. Loretta H. Vasa O. Vasa O. Anybody else? Lots of room. Sandy S. Sandy S. Sally A. All right, well, we can get started there. If you guys can press star one, sounds like somebody's unmuted. Um, we'll get started. I have Mary L, Loretta H, Vasa O, with Sandy S or F, I wasn't sure, Sally A. So we'll get started with Mary L. Good morning, Mary. Hi, good morning. Uh, Mary L, uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Florida. Very grateful to be on the line today, live, driving to work. Um, I am deeply, deeply indebted to vision for you um, because I have uh, gotten in touch with my God in a way that I've never had before. And I love what the last um, sharer said, you know, that she can't transfer her credits. Um, I too belong to another program. And, you know, over the course of the last 17 years in Alcoholics Anonymous, I've had like these experiences where kind of like when you're a kid and you're up, you know, you're playing a sport and you look out, say you're playing softball and you look out to the fence and there's your dad like waving. That was God for me. And I would look up and I would acknowledge God and I would go, hey, God, isn't it great? That was God. And, you know, but I wasn't willing to do any more. I wasn't. And, and what vision taught me was through, you know, the, the concentration of each paragraph day after day and the intensive work was that it, it prepared me for the work that it takes to sustain my spiritual connection with my higher power. And it prepares me for the work that it takes to every day look at myself and see, am I practicing these principles in all my affairs? And, and it's not pretty sometimes. It really isn't. Um, but I know tomorrow is a new day, and I can fill up again and go forward. Um, you know, I, I, for the longest time, I wanted to live off other people's sobriety. I wanted to listen to, um, I, I wanted to take the bits and pieces. I wanted to listen to the speaker in the meeting and have what they had. 
I wanted to read a book and, and absorb what that person had experienced. But I never wanted to look deeply within myself enough to have the experience for myself because that was too much work. And now what once seemed like work is the payoff is so large that I wish I had more time to do it. Um, so deeply grateful to everybody on this line. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Mary L. Next up, Loretta H. followed by Vasa O. Good morning, Loretta. Good morning, Amy and all the healthy people on this line. And I love all the shares and everyone who puts this meeting together every day. This is Loretta H. from Raleigh, compulsive overeater, anorexic, grace with God's absence for today. And I always say that the presence and the power of God in my life because he gave it to me. Um, and it's interesting because I use this term all the time now. And I only started using it when I started listening to vision. And I call it God sighting. And how many God sightings I have in my life, even before I worked the steps and I thought my life was a tragedy. Um, and the only way I got to actually feel that presence is by some, the person that shared before me, is by working these steps. Because um, with working the steps and um, the maintenance steps of 10, 11, and 12, I, with God's help and my defenses of character being hopefully taken out of me, um, I do have God's will and surrendered serenity of his, his presence. And um, it is just, it's been amazing. My life, even in my darkest days, my life really was good. Um, and God just, he saved me. And I, I have a story where I was attacked in 1985 and the person that attacked me left his, it's kind of humorous, left his wallet at the scene of the crime. Now, I wasn't in program, but that was the God sighting, if anything was, because he was caught. And I am just so grateful that with working the steps, I can see the God sightings throughout my life, not just today. And it's a gift. It's just a gift because uh, today my life's amazing, and God is the biggest part of it, and um, the steps are the biggest part of it. And I'm so grateful, and my sponsor is a big part of it, and all the people that teach me every day. And have a great day, and I pass. Thank you, Loretta. And it's Kelly, just in case you wanted to know. Not a, oh, I'm no sorry, Kelly. <laughs> thank you for inviting. Thank you. <laughs> All right, next up we have Vasa O, followed by Sandy S. Good morning, Vasa. Good morning. Good morning, Kelly. <clears throat> thank you for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive, Rita gone from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I have never been hospitalized through my disease, but um, lots of my family members have or visited many uh, doctor's appointments for, due to this disease, diabetes, 
high blood pressure, all kinds of stuff. And anyways, it is by the grace of God uh, that I have was brought uh, in uh, over it and anonymous, uh, and I don't have those uh, diseases for today. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I'm just so grateful because I did find over it as anonymous and my higher power, which I call God today. And, uh, um, yes, this disease exa- uh, ex- uh, existed in Bill's time, and in, even even before Bill, you know, but we did not know much about it until um, I read the doctor's opinion. I had no clue I was, uh, this was a disease. I had no clue. I had the allergy of the body with the mental obsession. I mean, I had it, but I thought that was normal, you know, normal way to be. And I'm just so grateful um, that I started in 1986. Uh, that's when I, my relationship started with, a, with my higher power because I was at the end of the rope. I remember saying, that's it. I'm just, I, 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 just going to die because nothing, nothing worked up to that point. Everything that I tried that I heard of, it just didn't work. I mean, I would, I would go on a diet, but I could never keep it down. And this was the only way. I'm so grateful for my sponsor, my number one sponsor at the beginning, gave me this big book. And I started in 1986. We didn't have as much OA literature. We had the stories, but I remember reading the stories. We didn't have the 12 steps in those years either. But I could identify with the stories. And then with the alcoholics' stories, I remember saying, well, I'm not an alcoholic. She said, just cross alcohol and put food on that. And I started identifying with the people, you know. It, it is amazing. The ha- this program, it's a gift. It saved me from myself. And uh, I, you know, I remember thinking in those days, it was getting so progressive. I didn't think I was going to see my 45th birthday. And I was like 41 years old when I came to the program. I am 75 years old. Um, that's my time. And I'm proud and I'm grateful to be where I am physically with my body, mind, and the soul. And I've been in it. And I'll continue working through the steps. And thank you for sharing every one of you. And I'm blessed to be and to give it away. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. All right, next up, Sandy, I think it was S, followed by Sally A. Sandy, can't hear you. Star one. Well, let's see. Sally A, are you there? Hi, Sally. Can you hear me? Yeah, who's this? Uh, this is Sally A. Okay, thanks, Sally. Go ahead. Thank you, moderator. Um, great to be here. Good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, this is such a broad paragraph to share on. So basically, a lot. Of, I'm just um, grateful to be here. Grateful for the program. Um, this is. I just kept thinking. This is the one of very few illnesses where if you get it and you get through it, you become so much greater than I could ever have imagined. You know, like, who would have thought I'd be grateful for 
having one of the most difficult things. I mean, food addiction is pretty much the most difficult thing that I've ever had to face in my whole life. And who would have thought that it was probably the greatest gift um, that I could be given because nothing at all has changed me as a person um, as much as this program has. It's, it's not, you know, now I realize it's not about the food so much as it was the way I was thinking, the way I was living, um, and um, how, you know, it's, I remember a sponsor told me once, um, it, when you boil it down, it all comes down to love. And I just thought it was really cheesy at first when I heard that, <laughs> but it's so true, you know, like it really does all, all boil down to love of myself and love of others and love of my higher power. And um, I'm just so grateful to have this and I do see it as um, a spiritual program and that I can only keep it if I give it away. And I've learned that the service is part of that love. So thanks for letting me share Well, thank you, Sally. And let's try Sandy again. Sandy, are you out there? Well, maybe I didn't hear Sandy. Well, I actually heard a Sandy. Maybe there's no Sandy, though. Made that up. Okay, well, I guess we'll just open it up for more shares. So, again, uh, if you've shared in the last three days, we're asking that you uh, step back and let us uh, hear some new voices. Who would like to – we're on paragraph – Page 161, last paragraph there, under only slightly different conditions. Who'd like to share? This is Jen A. You guys came in at the same time. Who is it? Dana P. Dana P. And Jen A. Oh, hey, Jen. Jen A. Anybody else? Melissa C. Melissa C. Well, let's just try those three. How's that? Dana P., Jen A., Melissa C., and Dana, you get us started. Hi, I'm Dana P., grateful, compulsive eater. I'm in California. Um, This, I am so amazed at this um, William Silkworth. He was a doctor, a man of science, and in, what was it? I'm not good with the history, but very, very long time ago, um, he told us what we know now scientifically. This is an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. There was no science that backed that up. Um, He was divinely inspired. I'm convinced of that. Um, that we started discovering these things scientifically about how neurotransmitters work and on and on, not up until the 80s. So he was divinely inspired. And I feel that this paragraph when he's talking about, um, you know, following them or believing in them, that he was talking about God. I mean, he got God. I mean, this man of science, um, it's brilliant. And this program is beautiful. I'm very new um, to the program. Prior to this, I realized I never trusted anybody. Um, And I've been working with my sponsor just a brief amount of time. And I trust her. I don't know her. And I trust her. And that's a miracle. 
So with that, I'll pass. Um, grateful to everyone for being on the line this morning. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dana P. All right, next up, Jen A. followed by Melissa C. Good morning, Jen. Hey, good morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for your service. I appreciate it. My name is Jen A. I'm recovered here in Colorado. And uh, just like the gal said before, you know, wow. Presence and power of God. Um, you know, I have a mom who's a physician. She's, uh, and I, I talked to her once on the way to the airport when she was dropping me off to go to another convention for Overeaters Anonymous. And we started talking about this. And she goes, so tell me a little bit about your Overeaters Anonymous program. And I explained to her about the allergy, Mom. You know, it's an abnormal adverse re- reaction that I have, just me, to a certain food or beverage or substance. And, you know, my mom, her just, you know, the 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 clinical knowledge, um, just she was like, say what? <laughs> you know, and, and here's what I'll tell you is that um, this is a doctor who on XXVII, admits that he is powerless, right? He, he tells these people, you know what? Um, it's going to take some form of spiritual awakening. He uses the word moral psychology that was of urgent importance to alcoholics. And when I explain, I try to explain this to my mom, you know, and she's just looking at me like, you're crazy. And she knows I've been pretty crazy my whole life. But I will tell you, that was uh, three, four years ago, right? Today, my mom sees the transformation, the change in me. My outward physical appearance is, is, is still thin. I'm living in a right-sized body, um, you know, but the inward transformation of my heart is what she really sees. And, and she's a doctor, so I don't know if she really truly gets it and wants to admit it, but thank you, God, that Silkworth admitted that he was powerless. And that when I came into this room, I could admit that I was powerless. That was my existence. And that the power of God, the presence of God, is where I'm living today. And that's just what this tells me. Um, And we get to carry this message. And I think, you know, we don't have these hospitals, but we have these conventions. And within the last year, I feel so blessed to be able to travel and go all over the United States and um, speak with other people in Overeaters Anonymous. And now we're doing it on these Zoom meetings and participating um, in this, just like it was said from our friend in Dublin, Ireland. Like, it's miraculous what God is doing. But I have to remember, powerless and needing that power, that's what it is, right? Because God lies outside the synthetic knowledge. That's what I learned from Dr. Selfworth in his letter. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. And next up, we have Melissa C. And we'll have time probably for one more share, so get ready for that. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Kelly. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. And um, you know what grabs me is that, like, where did they feel God? In, in a hospital, right? And um, and so that, like, grabs my attention because and that it's the same thing, and it happens again and again. It's not like that hospital was the place that the only place where a miracle could occur. It happened to be where it was occurring, but the same thing is happening again and again. And, um, you know, I feel, and I began to feel God's presence in the hard places, 
like hospitals, like when I was beaten down, you know, into the worst spot with this disease and I came to a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous or when I called into this meeting for the first time, um, I was like crippled by my anxiety. And I feel God's presence um, in the hard places. You know, I never felt God's presence for me in carnivals or parties or happy events. But, you know, um, I feel God because I needed God and he was there. And, and I've been thinking, like, what is this thing, this presence and power of God, and why is it that it took hard times for me to really come to know God? Um, and I think about God today. Is He's my, he's my trusted companion. He's my, like, never fails friend to show up. And you know when you find out that someone is like a trusted companion is when you really need them and they're there, right? Like I never found out that someone was my best friend um, when I'm on top of the world, but it was when everything is crumbling and you turn to this thing and it's miraculously there. And, you know, I'm I'm so grateful um and I hated when people used to say that, but I'm so grateful that I have this disease of compulsive overeating because I never knew God before. And and because I'm a compulsive overeater, I have had life's, you know, ups and downs like everybody else, only I feel the presence and power of God because if he could relieve me of the compulsion to eat, like I know he can relieve me of anything else. Everything else seems like a piece of cake. Sorry, that was like a horrible pun, but um, but that's really what it is. And um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. So we have time for uh, one or two shares. Um, give us a share in the last J. couple of days. Nancy Ara. Nancy Ara. All right. Well, I got it. Uh, here's who I got: Christina J. and Irene M. So, Christina, you're up. Christina J, star one. Okay, here I am, Christina J from the state of Washington. So thrilled to share on the power and presence of God. When I was 10, we started going to a church in Oakland, California, on Lake Merritt. Some of you may know that, and it was powerful. It was uh, Brother Logie, and it was about a uh, it was a powerful church. It was like the Aretha Franklin Church in Oakland, California. Uh, a wonderful mixture of all races, and man, the, the choir was powerful. At 10 years old, I was feeling it. I was feeling the power and presence of God as I danced in the spirit and spoke in tongues, as some of you might know in the Pentecostal church uh, area. But um, I would go outside, and then it was gone. At 17, I started going to a more spiritual church, and uh, spiritual is not so traditional, you know, more open-minded kind of stuff. And I loved it. I loved all the things that were said, but I'd walk out to my car and turn on, you know, Led Zeppelin or whatever else was going on in my car, and off I went, and it just was not connecting in my daily life. Over the years, my disease brought me to my knees, and the only thing today that I crave, that I know I must have and walk with, is the power and the presence of God. Without that, I'm not going to be able to continue to recover Each day, I'm not going to have a reprieve. Each day, the emotional crap is going to build up, and I am going to, as KDG and many others say on this line, uh, the food is going to be a nice step up, and it's going to be 
actually a nice, it's not going to be a nice step up. For the moment it might be, but then it's going to be the horror of uh, <clears throat> on my knees again, begging God. So I must work the relationship with this beautiful power and presence that I first experienced in that church years and years ago. As if my soul is on fire. I, If I had a relationship with someone like my husband, I have a relationship with my husband. If I ignored my husband every day, you know, just said, hey, how you doing? Hey, let's do a little prayer and then go about our business. And then did not work to keep that presence with me. Did not bow my head during the day. Did not ask God in when I felt challenged or threatened by my boss or somebody in the grocery store lane or whatever. <clears throat> if I did not work that presence say, God, help me. Let me turn to you. Let me love you. Let me wrap my arms around myself. Let me reach out to, to a fellow in program and, and ask for help. If I did not work that relationship, I'd end up in a divorce, you know. I'd end up looking at other men. Uh, you know, the step up is immoral activity. So I'm so grateful that this line here in this, they felt the power and presence within those walls. I want to feel the power and presence within the walls of my body today, and I have to work that. I have to stay close to the one that is guiding me through my life every day. There's no choice for me anymore. Uh, so thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Christina J. And Irene M., you have two minutes. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, always giving credit where credit is due. Mm, the presence and power of God, so yummy, is within us and around us, whether it's in the hospital or on this line, in our homes or in our hearts. It's that great reality. It's a fact. It's the truth. And I honestly believe that when we have an open heart and an open mind and we have a great desire within our hearts for the greater good, all is possible. And here God has used Dr. Silkworth, you know, who is a medical saint and a witness of God to see others recovered. Whether we are a doctor or a saint, uh, a student or somebody on the street or a scholar, when we believe, when we have faith, when we have trust, when we have a deeper sense of knowing the power and the presence of God, then the impossible become possible, the ordinary become extraordinary, and the abnormal become normal. And we start to awaken to see, we start seeing with the eyes of our hearts, we know that our breath is part of the presence and that power of God. That's right. Our breath is our life source, and we begin to start to feel grateful because God is doing for us what we could never, ever do for ourselves. Thank you, and I pass. Well, thank you so much. And we have just under a minute to spare, so I guess we'll just go ahead and close. Um, Thank you to everybody who shared today, and please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. So the share ID for today, Thursday, June 11th, is 14794, 14794. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. We'll read a P. Please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, this is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. 
we realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.